What up, brawlers? Welcome back to Throne Hands, episode 112, I think. Uh, Daniel nor Brett could make it, so I had to call my main man, BJ, from No Filter MMA. BJ, how you doing? I'm good, bro. How about yourself? I'm just ready to dive into this card, which we will be doing right now. First, we're t- going over prelims and whole main card. This is going to be a whole whole deal. Rogerio Botoran versus Kai Car France. Kai Car France, like you said right before we started this, must-win situation. What's your thoughts on this one? This is the sleeper sleeper fight of the night, in my opinion. Um, it's definitely a sleeper fight of the night. I mean, for like I said, for Kai Car France, man, like you know, he's in a must-win situation because if you go back, if you look back a year or so ago, I mean, everyone was buzzing about Kai Car France. You know what I'm saying? And now Kai Car France has lost a couple of fights. That momentum has dwindled a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And Rosario. But Torin, man, this guy is coming in. He's ready. Listen, this guy is ready to fight, man. From what I've seen and how he talks, this guy wants to have that UFC belt wrapped, wrapped around his waist, man. And he's coming in here to kill, man. So how I feel, I feel like Kai Car France has the skills to get a win here. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, he's going to have to be careful because Rogerio Batorin is a dangerous guy. And what makes, it, what makes him so dangerous, for one, he's only lost two fights in his career. And for two, he's hungry and he's young and he's trying to grab, he's trying to grab that spotlight, bro. Yeah, I think you put that perfectly, BJ. I think, yes, Kai Car France coming out of City Kickboxing. There's not many better teams out there than City Kickboxing when it comes to to teams. And then, you know, but Hajerio, man, he's he's something else. Like you said, he's young. He has he only has two losses. He's very skilled. And I think he, he's gonna be a prominent decision for years to come. All right. Predictions. Who you got? I'm going to go with Rogerio Batoan in this fight. I'm going to pick him to win this fight. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he'll get it by submission. His grappling is nasty, and it's it's just – It's nasty. It's, it's scrappy, and I, that's I, – it's so entertaining to watch. So I'm going to agree with you there. Yeah. All right. Yo, these prelims could be a fight night card, and it would be a great it's fight good. night card. <laughs> okay. no. Speaking of great Absolutely. fight, Joseph Benavides versus Askar Askarov. Askar Askarov, something else. He's deaf. He's 80% deaf, but, you know, he gets the job done. It's, you know, that – I don't get how he does it. Then you got Joseph Benavidez, man, who might be the best fighter to never win a belt, uh, either interim or full-on championship belt. You could argue the Ream. You could argue uh, Gustafson, but he's right up there with them. This is a great fight, and I think whoever wins this, especially in Askarov's case, gets the next title shot at flyweight. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Once again, man, you know, Joseph Benavidez is in a must-win situation here, man. You know, I mean, Joseph Benavidez is what? I mean, he's in his late 30s. You know what I'm saying? Like, how old is this guy? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he's had how many title shots? And he's yet to capture that belt. You know what I'm saying? He's yet to, to have UFC gold. So, you know, and as far as Asparov, this guy is one of the most dangerous guys at 125 pounds. You know what I'm saying? He's one of those sleeper guys that has flown under the radar and 
has racked up some wins. I mean, let's pull up his record. You know what I'm saying? I mean, let me pull up his record as of late. Let's look and see what his record is, man, because he hasn't he, – he, what he's done he, – he's got some wins in the UFC, man, that are pretty – yeah, 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 yeah. Like the win over Jeez. Tim Elliott, then he goes out and he beat – he outworks Alexandre Pantoja. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this guy is – is and he goes to a split decision with Brandon Moreno, who's rematching for the belt. You know what I mean? Excuse me, a split decision draw, you know what I'm saying, to with Brandon Moreno, who we know is, you know – one of, if not the best flyweight in the division, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, <clears throat> you you got to give, I mean, I got to see Askar Askarov, man. I don't know if Joseph Benavidez has the chin, you know what I'm saying? For one, I think his chin is suspect because he's been beat, he's been knocked out a lot. But if you look at Askar Askarov's wins, most of his wins are by submission and Joseph Benavidez can be submitted. We've seen him be submitted before. So, you know, we got to see how this fight goes, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a but tough I'm one to pick. I'm, I'm going to pick Askarov, though. Yeah, I think I'm going to take... Uh, it's tough, though, because Benavides is so good. Uh, but I'll take Askarov by submission. I think I he think gets the job done there. All right. Yeah. Song Yadong versus Kyler Phillips. Both very nice young <sighs> prospects coming in here. Song Yadong coming off a win against Cheeto Vera. And Kyler, Kyler Phillips, this will be his third top... Third time fighting in the year, I think, and he just he's coming off a lot uh, a win against Else. This is huge for both of them. Uh, you know, Song Yudong at the lower part of the top fifteen, and Kyler Phillips he gets a win here. He, he shoots himself up into that top fifteen of this stacked one thirty five division. This this is another. I mean, all these fights are great, but this is something to look I mean, out for right sleeper. here. This is another sleeper fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the prelims are coming out strong on this card, you know what I'm saying? And Song Yadong versus Tyler Phillips is a fantastic fucking matchup. Excuse my language. Uh, but, you know, Song Yadong, man, has he, he, he's looked good in the UFC so far. Um, but Kyler Phillips is tough, man. And I think Kyler Phillips is a sleeper at 100. Didn't, was it Kyler? No, okay, I'm getting him confused with someone else. I thought he was on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, but Kyler Phillips has proven himself in the UFC, man. You know what I'm saying? But Song Yadong, man, one of the biggest prospects coming out of China, you know what I'm saying? Like one of the toughest guys coming out of China, one of the good guys um, out of the few fighters from China. But he has come into the UFC, man, and he has blazed his way to the UFC. I mean, he's got he's got wins over Vince Morales, Alexander Perez. He's got a, he went to a draw with Cody Stamen. Then he has that uh, that win over Marlon Vera, Marlon Chicho Vera. You know what I'm saying? So um, it is what it is with that. You know, it, his record speaks for itself. I think he has a slightly, uh, I think he has a slightly better record in the UFC than Kyler Phillips. I mean, let's, let me pull up Kyler Phillips' record. Um, I think that Song Yudong. I mean, he's undefeated in the UFC so far. So I mean. Let's check and see here. Yeah, this is this Kyler is really Phillips. Kyler Phillips' first decent name. He beat Silva back in yeah, uh, yeah. on the 29th of February last year, and he bit, beat Ellis October 3rd. So this is this is a huge step up for him. So I, I don't think he's biting off more than he can chew, but I think I got uh, Song Yudong here by decision. What do you got? I mean, two, he, he's undefeated in the UFC so far too, but I'm going to go with Song Yudong here for sure. I, I think I'm going to go with Song Yudong by decision here. I think he'll win by decision. Yeah, another great fight. I think he'll outwork Kyler Phillips. 
Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Song Yudong has a great motor, but we got Dominic Cruz versus Casey Kenny. First off, isn't it kind of awkward that Casey Kenny and Megan Anderson are on the same card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole thing is awkward. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I was... didn't notice that earlier when I was looking at the card. I was like, oh, they're on the same card. <laughs> Casey Kenny versus Dominic Cruz. Talk to Casey Kenny, good guy. Um, judo champion, state wrestling champion, I think, too. He's he's a great grappler, but we got Dominic Cruz. Underrated grappling. People don't realize how good of a grappler he is, but this dude, when it comes to striking, I mean, he's the greatest band and of all time, in my opinion. But this is this, this is a great matchup for both these guys. It's good for Dominic Cruz to get back into the game a little bit and great for Casey Kenny to really break out here and become a top uh, uh, a solid top 15 contender. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Um, I think that, I think, yeah, this is Casey Kenny. Like, this is his fight. Like, this is the chance that he needs to beat someone like um, to beat someone like Dominic Cruz, you know, Dominic Cruz is a solid win and he's still a solid fighter. I think, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still think that he's very solid. Like he's still there. I I, I don't think that fight he had, who, who was it that he fought that he, he got, he, he um, got knocked out and he thought it was, was so it, was that the fight? Was that Peter Yan? Are you talking about a uh, Cruz? Yeah. Yeah. It was Henry Cejudo. Cruz. Henry, Henry Cejudo, yeah, I think of Peter Young. Henry Cejudo, yeah, he was out that fight. Um, he, was, he was definitely out that fight for sure. But, you know, I think Dominic Cruz has something to prove. I think him being a commentator and, and seeing the science of the fight, I think that was a good choice for him because I think it's going to help him a lot. Um, but, yes, I'm going to go Dominic Cruz in this fight. I think, um, like I said, like you said, his grappling is very underrated. Um you know what I'm saying? His striking is arguably the best striking in the division. Um, so, you know, this is a, this Casey Kenny is going to have to read the rhythm of Dominic Cruz, going to have to find out the, the patterns of Dominic Cruz. There is a pattern. I mean, Cody Garbrandt exposed that, but, you know, it's going to be up to Casey Kenny um, to, to figure it out. You know, he's got to figure that out. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. And I think, you know, his last two fights against Alatang and uh, Nathaniel would have, have prepared him for this fight. But when we, but Dominic Cruz is a whole nother animal when it comes to people being great in this division. And if, I mean, if Casey can figure out the rhythm and the pattern of Cruz, I think Casey Kenny could step in there for a throw and bring him to the ground, but that'll be tough. So I'm good. As much as I like Casey, good guy, but. I'll take Dominic Cruz in this one by by decision. I don't think Cruz will get the, get the yeah. job done. I, I Casey Kenny's quick man. He it'll be tough for Cruz. It's not going to be a cakewalk. All right, to the main card: Tiago Santos versus Alexander Rakic. This fight's not getting out of the first round, in my opinion. These two guys are going to just beat the hell out of each other. Tiago Santos coming off a loss against uh, what's his face um, Glover Teixeira, who I believe should be fighting for the title for at 205 in my opinion alexander rakic coming off right. a, a, an incredible win against uh lionheart smith he broke his leg with two kicks apparently um quite impressive but what's your thoughts on this one this is this is uh this is going to be a performance of the night for either one of these guys i think i think i'm going to go with tiago santos i mean i think rakic is, is really good like he is good but i think that tiago santos would just be too much for him man very fast very explosive, um, you know, and I think he's worked a lot on his takedown defense. He's gotten better at that. So 
I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh with Tiago Santos here by knockout. I'm gonna disagree with you, man. I'm gonna take Alexander Rakic by knockout. Okay. I think uh, good to disagree, you know. But I think Rakic, he's he's young, he's coming up. I think I think he and Prashaska are the future of this division. Uh, after okay. you know Blahovich gets older, so I think the future's close. It's not now, but it's close. So I'm gonna take Rakic by knockout, but. This is going to be something to watch here. But this oh, yeah. fight. Absolutely. Uh, Don't blame. Yeah. Another one that's flying out of the radar. Islam Makachev versus Drew Dober. Drew Dober coming in that 15 spot. He's looking to make his way up. But Islam Makachev from uh, – he's one of those Dagestanis who – who he's just a beast at it. He knows what he's doing. They're all great fighters up uh, down in Dagestan. But this is a great fight. Another sleeper pick. What are your thoughts on this one? I'm going to go with Makachev in this one, man. I think that, um, you know, resume, build that resume. Drew Dober is a solid name at that, in that division to, 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 to have under your belt. So, yeah, man, I think that Islam Makachev has something to prove out here. You know what I'm saying? You know, someone from Dagestan has to pick up where Khabib left off. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go with Islam Makachev here. So, yeah, I think, he'll, I think he'll beat Drew Dober. I think he'll dominate Drew Dober on the ground. Yeah, I don't think he'll dominate Drew Dober, but I think he'll grind this out by decision. It'll be, it'll be a, I mean, Drew Dober's not nobody to sleep on. He's a great fighter. I mean, this whole lightweight division's nuts. But this is sleeper pick for fight of the night if it if it doesn't go to the ground. So I'm gonna take Makachev. Yeah. I'll agree with you there, man. All right. Yeah. First title bout of the night. This is a, this will be interesting to watch because I have I I can't decide on this one. You got Piotr Jan coming off. Coming off a win against uh, Jose Otto and Aljamain Sterling, coming off a slick submission win against the rising uh, Corey Sanhagen. I can't wait for this one. Um, but striking versus grappling, but Sterling's gra- uh, striking is underrated. Jan's grappling is underrated. This is something to watch. It could either go to the distance or not last long at all. What's your thoughts on this one, man? First of all, nothing against Aljamain Sterling, but I really was wanting to see. Um, I was really wanting to see um, Corey Sanhagen versus Peter Yan. I really want to see that fight. Like, I want to see that fight, whether you know Yan's the champion or not the champion. I want to see those two fight. But this fight, I'm gonna have to go Aljamain Sterling. I think that Peter Yan is really good with people who want to fight in the pocket with him. You know what I'm saying? People who want to stand in the phone booth and fight with him, that's where he's the best. He's got powerful hooks, powerful punches, um, powerful kicks as well, man. You know, uh, he was able to hurt Jose Aldo. You know what I'm saying? But I think Aljamain Sterling is very good at fighting at range, keeping the distance, throwing long punches, utilizing the jab. And I think he'll stick a jab in Peter Young's face. Peter Young's going to have to deal with that jab. And then um, Aljamain Sterling can work from that jab. So I'm going to have to go with Aljamain Sterling. I think that this belt will switch hands for sure. So I'm definitely going to go with Aljamain Sterling here by, by decision. I respect no, your opinion. No, excuse me, by KO. By KO in the second round. Ooh, I respect your opinion, but I have to disagree, my friend. I think okay, Piotr Jan okay. I th- I gets it done by knockout. I think Piotr Jan is – I think he'll, he'll turn up the aggression and just get up in Aljamain Sterling's face. And I think he'll he'll find a way to neutralize the reach advantage of Aljamain Sterling, find some reads. I think he'll get the job done. But this is I I have a tough time deciding because Aljamain Sterling could just keep it at distances 
just as well. So right. this is, dang, this car's good. <laughs> it's going to be a great one. Yeah, this car is good. All right. Not much to talk about here, I don't think. But we got Amanda Nunes, the greatest women's mixed martial arts of all time. And perhaps maybe even the greatest mixed martial artist of all time when it's said and done. But she's going up against Megan Anderson, who, who has reach, but she's so slow with her striking. It's it's predictable if you Whoa. watch her victim. <laughs> you, you disagree, but all right. What, what do you have to say, man? Yeah, I totally disagree with that. Um, listen, man, Megan Anderson is deceptively fast. And what I say... Why I say that is because Megan Anderson is so big, okay? She's six foot tall, and she's a true, legit featherweight, okay? Megan Anderson is an expert at using her range, and Megan Anderson has power in short and long punches. She has one-punch knockout power in short and long punches, okay? Megan Anderson looks like she's a slow puncher only because her arms are so long, but Megan Anderson is a dangerous and i mean very dangerous fighter when it comes to the feet you know what i'm saying so if I'm, i i i would hope that amanda nunez would would have the fight iq as you know with that carrying around that label as the goat you know what i'm saying i hope she would utilize that fight iq to take megan anderson to the ground where megan anderson is at a disadvantage with her because if she ch chooses to stand and trade with megan anderson it's not going to be good for amanda nunez Okay, like, I mean, I mean, just being honest, you know, if you go back and watch the Jermaine Durandame fight, you know what I'm saying? And when Jermaine, Jermaine was, was actually able to strike at distance with Amanda Nunez, the second Jermaine fight, um, she was, she was able to land clean shots on Amanda Nunez at range because she has an incredible reach advantage over Amanda for one. And her, she's one of the best strikers in the world. Jermaine Durandame is one of the best standout fighters in the world, man or woman. And Megan Anderson, on the other hand, who has an even longer reach, you know what I'm saying, has one punch knockout power. Now on paper, Amanda Nunez is supposed to win this fight, but, you know, Megan Anderson is a very, you know, dangerous opponent here, you know, and I think a lot of people, because Amanda is carrying around this GOAT, you know, moniker, you know, people are just riding off Megan Anderson, and I think they're absolutely wrong for doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because Megan Anderson can very well go in here and sleep Amanda Nunes. Every fight starts on the feet. As, as important as it is that Amanda Nunes gets this fight to the ground, each fight and each round start on the feet. And, and, and at that point is where Megan Anderson is extremely, extremely dangerous. You have to you have to close the Now, when it comes to closing the distance on Megan Anderson, Felicia Spencer was able to do it. Uh, Norma, Norma Dumont was able to do it. So, they, they, you know, they're able, to, you're able to, you know, close the distance on Megan Anderson, but, you know, Norma Dumont, you, you don't, Norma Dumont showed that you don't have very many chances to do that because that last chance that Norma Dumont tried to close that distance, she got knocked out. She got knocked out cold by Megan Anderson. So, and, and if you watch, and if you watch, um, you know, any of Megan's, you know, Megan hadn't really had that kind of fight in the UFC where you can really see Megan, you know, progress. Her fights are usually over pretty quickly, except for the um, except for the fight with Holly Holm. But if you watch Megan's fights prior to the UFC, 
you know, once Megan hits you and you react to it, you know what I'm saying? She barrages you with knees and punches and she's so tall that her knees can come up to your face. Like she can land knees to the face very easily. You know what I'm saying? And her punches are so hard that these girls, like once she, once she swarms you, you know what I'm saying? Like once Megan is swarming you, like girls buckle over, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know, this fight is, you know, people are really just kind of like writing off Megan Anderson, but Megan Anderson is an absolutely dangerous opponent here. She is a legit 145 pound fighter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, arguably a 55 pounder, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, Megan Anderson telling you guys, don't be surprised if Megan Anderson goes in here and sleeps Amanda Nunes. Now, Amanda Nunes, of course, has bunches of tools to win this fight, also possesses knockout power. Doesn't have one punch knockout power, but she possesses knockout power. She possesses, she would have the speed advantage over Megan Anderson. She would have the grappling advantage over Megan Anderson. So she would need to utilize all of those tools and do and not stand at range with Megan Anderson. Like that is just not a good idea. Yeah. So you convinced me a little bit, but when uh, this fight, <laughs> if this fight, if Megan Anderson lets this fight get out of the first round, I think she's screwed. Her cardio is not that great. I don't think Megan Anderson's cardio is not that great. If you look at her Invicta fights and everything. So I think, I think Amanda Nunes waits, sleeps her in the third round. What do you have to say? Ooh. Yeah. You know, that's if Amanda can avoid Megan Anderson for three rounds, you know what I'm saying? Like Megan Anderson, she doesn't fight. And, you know, we haven't really seen her cardio get tested though. Like we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen a few of her fights go past the first round, like the fight with Charmaine Tweet. You know what I'm saying? Megan almost got knocked out in that fight. Charmaine Tweet lands a spinning back fist and almost knocked Megan out. But, um, you know, we haven't really seen her cardio tested that much. You know what I'm saying? But if this fight stays on the feet, man, Megan Anderson, Megan Anderson is in her world. She's in her element on the feet, man. And that's where she is most dangerous, like most, most dangerous is on the feet. Um, Megan has good head movement. She doesn't take a lot of hits in her career. She hadn't taken a whole bunch of damage, you know what I'm saying, versus Amanda Nunes has taken damage. You got to think about that. She's got a little more miles on her than Megan Anderson. Megan is the younger fighter. Megan is the bigger, stronger fighter. You know what I'm saying? Megan's going to hit. Megan's the harder hitting fighter. I mean, you know, Megan has her advantages here in this fight as well. So, you know, this fight is a lot closer than people are, are giving it. This, this fight is, you know, it's borderline being a toss-up, if you ask me. Like, you know, because Megan, like I said, Megan can sleep you with one 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 contact and Megan can sleep you. So Amanda's got to be wary of that, you know. Don't like I said, don't be surprised if Megan Anderson sleeps Amanda Nunes in this fight. So what's your prediction? You know, I, I I I don't have one in this fight. I can't I can't make a decision on who I think wins this fight. Um, and 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 I, and I know you're probably thinking, BJ, what the hell? But you know, <laughs> just you know, watching me. Listen, man, we were watching Megan. Megan was was who was supposed to come up and dethrone Chris Cyborg. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we we had our eyes on Megan. You know, the, the WMMA community had their eyes on Megan Anderson in the Invicta days. Like, okay. This girl is six foot tall from Australia and knockout power. You know what I'm saying? Like, who is this girl? You know what I'm saying? So we, our eyes have been on Megan Anderson for a while. She, Her fights in the UFC hadn't been the prettiest. 
You know what I'm saying? But, you know, Megan's still dangerous. So it, I, I, I can't officially make a If you put a gun in my head, I'm going to say Amanda Nunez. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, you know, just throwing a pick out there, dude, I, I can't. I can't make a pick, to be honest. I respect it. I respect it. But Nunez wins this. Anyway. the matchup i have been waiting for the legendary polish power jan blachowicz versus israel adesanya the middleweight champion jan blachowicz he brought the rope he has the power adesanya middleweight champion maybe the best striker we've ever seen in the ufc i can't wait for this one i legitimately can't wait for this one people are riding off jan for some reason People, people better beware of the Polish power. What are your thoughts on this one? Man? I'm telling you, absolutely, 100%. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is young Blachowicz, man. He's not somebody that you just, you know, you, you know, and, and again, you know, like the same thing, like, you know, people get, some fighters get invincibility cloaks where they, you know, people perceive them as someone who can't be beaten, you know, and Jan Blachowicz is the type of person to go in here and serve Israel Adesanya his first loss, viciously serve him his first loss. You know what I'm saying? And we've seen in the fight with Kelvin Gaston that you can touch up Izzy and you can damage Izzy in a fight. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, when you you step it up to light heavyweight, you know, it's a whole nother ball game you know, with these guys at 100, I mean, at 205 pounds. It's a different ball game up there. You know what I'm saying? You got people who hit very hard and, you know, if people are saying that Jan Blahovich has no chance in this fight, you're absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. And I think I think where people don't get it is, you know, people are saying, oh, how's Blahovich going to chase Adesanya? He's bigger than Gaslam, so he doesn't have as much ground to cover when it comes to chasing him. And when Israel gets in that weird matrix motion, do you not think Jan will just uh, single leg him and bring him to the ground? Because I think... I think he, I think he could do that. But I also think that Izzy will be thrown off by Jan's speed. You know what I'm saying? When Izzy's trying to dodge those punches, he's going to have to be careful because Jan Blahovic is very fast when he throws those punches. And if Izzy is, you know, leaning, leaning, thinking he's dodging a punch, you know what I'm saying? You know, flashback uh, uh, Chris Weidman and, and Anderson Silva, you know, you're, you're trying to duck and dodge a punch and you get caught. And, and, and if you get caught, and there's no such thing as getting caught by Jan Blahovich. If you get, if you get, if he, if Jan Blahovich can lay you flat, especially when you've seen him knock out Corey Anderson, for me, that's when I woke up to how powerful of a striker he is. You know what I'm saying? He put Corey Anderson down. I mean, savagely put him down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then the way he put down Dominic Reyes was just awful. So, I mean, Jan Blahovic is very dangerous, man. And that is my official pick for this fight is, and still, Jan Blahovic. And I think, I mean, I completely agree with you there. I think what they're right, you know, people don't say Blahovic has speed, but he, his, his, his reads are fantastic. His reads are yeah. phenomenal. Like in that Reyes fight, I mean, he hardly had a, he hardly had his rib cage left on his right side before he knocked him out. And then the kicks. Oh God, the kicks. Yeah, I'm, the thing is, Izzy has fought in over 100 professional combat matches. And people, are, I don't think people realize, you know, he's he's had to have taken damage in those fights. Yeah. And if, you know, 
and the thing is, you know, Israel doesn't have one punch knockout power. He has to come through with some combos. Yes, he did get Robert Whitaker with that, but he had to finish him. But I think I think Blahovich sleeps him in the second round. I genuinely do. Yeah, I man, don't. I, I think, I th- and and I wonder how the how the odds are looking in this fight. I, I, I want to look up the odds in this. Let's fight. take a look. I got him up. Uh, yeah, pull him up, bro. Adesanya is a minus two thirty favorite. Wow. And Blahovich is a plus one eighty five underdog. Wow. I definitely would have thought Jan Blahovich would have been the favorite here. I, I did. I, I thought he would have. And then, um, you know, but then again, maybe not. You know, then, but I, I'm still gonna go. I'm still gonna go Blahovich. Yeah, I mean, if you look besides Santos, he's just ruined um, middleweights trying to come up to light yeah. heavyweight. I mean, Rockhold. Yeah. I mean, that dude was almost put in a coffin. And then you got Souza. It's just, I, I. There's obvious paths for Izzy if he can just if he can keep his distance. Um, but that's going to be tough because yeah. And the thing is, Israel hasn't fought anybody with the length like Jan Blahovich yet in the UFC. And the length with the power and the speed right. that Blahovich possesses, that's, that presents a lot of problems. And do you think Adesanya has the grappling chops that Blahovich does? No, he doesn't. So he has good takedown defense, though. Yes. So he doesn't have to use his grappling, but I think he hasn't fought somebody as strong as Jan Blahovich, I think. Unless, I mean, right. I, think he'll feel, I think he'll feel, I think he'll feel the weight because when other guys have wrapped him up, he's been able to shut them off. I think when he's in there with Jan, who cuts to 205 pounds, I think that he'll feel the weight of Jan. He'll feel he'll feel Jan's weight in there. Yeah, you know, he'll feel his strength, he'll feel his weight, he'll feel his power, and he's gonna have to deal with it because Jan is gonna come forward. You know, I don't think Jan is afraid of anything that Izzy can throw at him. I think he's 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 ready to you know he'll he'll get past it and. You know, I think it's very possible for him to get past it and, and start to land on his, you know, for sure. Yeah, and I think when it comes to hand, Blahovich is a great hand fighter too. That's that's one thing I've noticed when he yep. fights. He he loves to play with the hands. So I think I think yeah, I think Blahovich gets it done. But yeah, that I don't think that Adesanya Jones fight will happen. To be honest, if you think about it, I mean, if if Adesanya can't win this, there's no way he beats John Jones. Like, right, right. Yeah, it's yeah. speaking of John Jones. Right, that was some pretty savage stuff that he did to Daniel Cormier on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I don't. I don't I get why. That. Why Cormier said no? He's not knocking out these guys. I'm like, are you serious? If he could knock out these guys at 205, I'm like, he put your ass to the ground. What are you talking about? I mean, in in the in DC's defense, it was a head kick. So yeah, I mean, but, you know. It wasn't like it wasn't like he he caught him with a hook or something or an overhand right or something like that. It was a kick. Yoked yoked John Jones scares me. <laughs> yeah, this dude look he looks pretty good at heavyweight. I like I like it. I like the way his body looks. Yeah, I mean we'll see who he fights come March twenty seventh. That'll be interesting. I'll be. Vi- I think he should fight. I think his, I think his first fight in the year in the heavyweight division should be Alexander Volkov. I think that's a fantastic fight. It is a fantastic, a fantastic fight. It is, but he deserves the title shot. I think when it straight up, I mean, 11, 11 however many defenses he has at light heavyweight. 
that's just my opinion. I if it, if he wasn't if he was just in light heavyweight coming up to heavyweight and he didn't have the belt, yeah, that's a great fight. But he deserves the yeah. shot at the belt first, and I don't yeah. think many people would disagree. Um, yeah. All right, this was sad. Overeem and JDS Junior Dos Santos were released by the UFC yesterday. It was time, in my opinion. The, the run was never going to end in a belt for Overeem. And I don't think Junior Dos Santos wasn't getting back up into the top 10, in my opinion. What, what do you, what, yeah, what, 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 so what do you either. make of this? Yeah, it's. Um, I feel, I want to know why they cut them and didn't cut people like Andre Arlovsky. Yeah, that's you what I was so wondering. Arlovsky. You're like Arlovsky, but he is on a streak, though. Like, isn't Arlovsky on a streak? Well, he just lost to Tom Aspinall. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he just lost. Yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of confused me as why they cut them and then cut Arlovsky. But um, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I I think it's time for all three of them. It's, it's time for all three of them to be out of You know? Yeah. He say? I mean, it's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is time. But this heavyweight division is getting some crazy prospects coming up. I mean, obviously, you know, Curtis, yeah. Curtis, Curtis Blades is young still. You got Gone. You got um, Rosenstroik, who's still young for a heavyweight. You got Sakai. You got Chris Dawkins, who I think, I think he's phenomenal. I think he, I, I think he's great. His hand speed is nuts for a guy at, uh, at plus two hundred five. And then you got Tom Aspinall, who's coming up too. So. There's some guys to watch out for in the big boys division. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yep. Um, yeah. And if and, and I'm gonna go as far as say if maybe if Tui Basa can turn it around, man, you know, I mean he got that second chance in the UFC and he came back and won. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, if 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 Ty Tui Basa can get together, man, you know, he can he's got the he's got that kind of star power. And I think that's what persuaded the UFC to give him another fight. You know what I'm saying? And I think that if he can get it together, man, you know, he could really be a star. He could be a star in the UFC and could really, you know, bring a lot of eyes to that that heavyweight division. Yeah, I mean, the key is just him piecing it together, and I think he could be something. Yep. Um, yep. White says the UFC will head to take Texas as soon as possible. <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. We're almost turning the corner on this whole COVID stuff, and Texas just throws a whole wrench into it. I I hope he I hope he does it in a stadium where it's not full capacity, but I don't know, man. Like, it seems like when we just start to turn the corner on this stuff, things just states just go, nope, we're done. Yep. But we're not done. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. I mean, this COVID thing, it is what it is, dude. We'll live to tell our kids about COVID. Yeah, for sure. The COVID, the COVID pandemic, COVID era, you know, 2020, you know, has kicked off the new decade with a pandemic, you know? <laughs> yeah, really. It's, that's why they call it the roaring 20s, I guess. When we're out of this, whoo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think oh, yeah. what else there's to talk about. There's been some, there's been a lot of things lately. Um, Poirier, uh, McGregor's going to happen in the summer, probably, according to Dana White. Um, the rematch between Moreno and Figgy. I cannot wait oh. for that. See, here's the thing. Figueredo was in the hospital the night before. So I, I'm just wondering how much that, that tam- tampered uh, his 
performance. I mean, not, not, not to take away from Moreno. My gosh, that was insane on Moreno's part. Nobody expected that, but it's just what will a, if, if Figueroa stays healthy, what will a healthy Figgy do? That's what that's that's what I'm scared about for Moreno's sake. I think Figgy holds this division for a while. He's got to beat Brandon Moreno, though. You know, with that performance that Moreno put on, man, he deserves to be talked to be talked about as one of the best 125 pounders in the in the division. So, oh, absolutely. You know, I feel like I feel like um, Figgy has to defeat Brandon Moreno, especially when Brandon can go in there and fight him the way that he fought him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He fought him, you know, to a draw in the championship fight, dude. In a championship fight, he bought the champion to a draw. That's major. That's major, major shit. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to have to, you know, I think he's going to have to beat Brandon Moreno, in my opinion. Yeah. That, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's that division. That division has a lot of potential. It's just, it's just when will that potential come through? Yeah. Well, you got some young guys coming up, so, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully they make their places and make their marks. Yeah, absolutely. One more thing I want to talk about. Do you see the 16-year-old in one? The 16-year-old the girl. And Did you see the 16-year-old in one championship? Did she fight? Yeah, she won her pro debut in one at 16. <laughs> no, I, I read about it, but I didn't see that she won. Yeah, she... It was nuts. Like she, she beat a person who was four, uh, four and one going into the bout. The person she fought was twenty, and it's like, my gosh, that's nuts. <laughs> Sixteen, yeah, that like, is nuts. Like she's a kid. She's a kid. I'm a kid. Like twenty year olds are kids, man. Like, that, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that that is crazy that they let her fight. But I mean, if she if she's a professional, she can be a professional and she can make the money. And she can go out there and win. Do it. Yeah, let really, her fight. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this from one, but one lost has lost hundreds of millions of dollars in the past three years. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm no economist, but I don't think that's financially viable for the next few years. <laughs> yeah, I did see that too, and I'm like, ooh. Like it seems like ever since they got Misha Tate on as vice president. The no, one. I I wouldn't exactly expect some. I don't know what Misha, if Misha Tate's qualified to, but I wouldn't exactly expect her expect any mix. If they are, I mean, good on them. But like, I think there's a lot more qualified candidates that you could choose for that position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so too. And I love Misha Tate, but it is what it is. <laughs> it yeah, is but- what it is. One got some killers, man. If they could just stay afloat, that's huge for Asia. But it doesn't seem like, like it doesn't like seem viable. If you're losing hundreds of millions of dollars, I don't think, I don't yeah, think that's exactly. Wrong there, man. I don't think that's a successful business plan. Yeah, something's wrong. <laughs> for sure. All right. Do you have anything else you want to add to the show? No, man. I'm good, bro. I've enjoyed talking with you, of course, as always. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, where can people find you on YouTube, social media? Yeah, man. Um, on Twitter, no, at No Filter MMA. On YouTube, No Filter MMA, guys. Come over, subscribe. I talk a lot of sh- Mostly cover women's MMA. A lot of men's MMA, too, but mostly women. But, um, yeah, guys, come over and hang out. No Filter MMA on YouTube. And um, you can find 
a lot of our written work on bloodycanvas.net and check us out. Yeah, ch check them out. I mean, I, I hop on every once in a while. I've hopped on once. I hope to hop on again soon. But that'll do for us to you. BJ, thanks for coming back on, man. So what? Thanks for coming on again, BJ. Absolutely, my friend. Anytime, Jacob. All right, we'll see y'all later.